If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A dribble, lets it fly. He throws it! FNTSY and Sports Grid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Friday, no. Tipped up by Nance at the horn. Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off. Hello and welcome to Hardwood Takeaways, brought to you by the Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I'm your host, Scott Bogman. You can find me on the Twitter, at Bogman Sports. We had a six-game slate tonight. We're going to kick it off with the very first game here, where the Pistons down the Cavs, 115-113. A really, really close one. We had some close games tonight, uh, bringing the Pistons to 14-24 and and the Cavs down to 10-27. And the Pistons were down, and there was a lot of rallies tonight, but they were down 
110 to 91 early in the fourth, and then they went on a 24 to 3 run to end this game. Derrick Rose put them up for good, uh, 114 113, when he scored on a runner with 24 seconds left. Colin Sexton stepped out of bounds with seven seconds left, and that was all she wrote. Uh, the Pistons had the ball, they made the free throw shot, and uh, Cleveland didn't get another one off. Uh, the Good news from this game outside of the actual game was that Kevin Love, who I was very critical on, I called him a crybaby on the show a couple days ago. I'm going to stick by that. I mean, he's still a crybaby, but he did realize that he called his actions childish. And, you know, look, the, the best apology is altered behavior, right? So we'll see if we actually get that from Kevin Love, but at least he is saying the right things and recognizing, you know, and and I compared him the other day. I said, look, it's Kevin Love and Andre Drummond, two guys that are kind of in the same situation. They're on teams that aren't very good right now. Both of them are under 500. Both are over 10 games uh, or the Pistons are at 10 games under 500. And, you have Andre Drummond saying only good things and saying, I would love to finish out my career in Detroit. I love playing here. I love the team that drafted me. All good stuff from him. And then you have Kevin Love over here, who's a veteran. He's been in the league longer than uh, a lot longer than Andre Drummond. And he's over here saying the right stuff. So it's kind of you would expect these to be different. You'd expect a younger player to, uh, you know, uh, act more improperly than the older vet. And that's just not what's happening. Different guys here. So um, it, that was some good news out of this game. The Pistons finally got a win here. They played in all four time zones on a six-game road trip. They played the Lakers, Clippers, and Warriors on Pacific time, the Jazz on Mountain time, Spurs on Central, and the Cavs on East Coast time. And they went 1-6, only winning this game against the Cavs and only by two points. So it has not been great for the Pistons recently. Uh, the flu has been going around the Cavs locker room. Today they were without Dante Exum, and it makes a lot of sense because I hyped him up in my fantasy show over at In This League, the In This League Fantasy Basketball Show. I was talking about how he scored 28 points the other night. I've always liked this guy ever since he got drafted by the Jazz because he's so fast. He's a great defender and all this stuff, and of course he misses this game after I talk him up. Uh, Tristan Thompson missed the last game with the flu, so hopefully they get that bug under control but you know how it is this time of year with these guys in close quarters on the same plane and all that stuff, especially on a road trip. If one guy gets it, it's almost like dominoes. It's going to fall down the well there. So um, hopefully nobody else gets sick, but uh, be on the lookout for that. And Andre Drummond had a big game in this one, 38 minutes, 23 points, 20 boards, Five assists, a steal, and two blocks on eight of 12 shooting. Seven of nine from the line. Great night for Drummond. He's not known to be a good free throw shooter. But uh, Derek Rose led them in scoring off the bench. 24 points, three boards, seven assists, a steal with uh, nine of 21 shooting. So 43%, which is okay. Two triples, four of four from the line for him. Uh, Seku Zombaya, 15 points, two boards, three steals, six of nine shooting, three of four from the line. Didn't hit his one triple. Tony Snell, 18 points in this game. Four boards uh, and two assists. And McCulloch had 12, one and five with a steal as well. On the Cleveland side, with Kevin Love with 30 points, nine boards, four assists, and a steal. And, you know, maybe he's trying to make up for lost time there. That's a fantastic line on 12 of 15, shooting 80%. 
great game for him. Two of two from the line, four triples as well. Chetty Osmond, 17 points, a rebound, two assists, and a steal on seven of 16 shooting with two uh, two triples, two of seven, though, not great shooting. Eight points, 15 boards, four assists, and two blocks for Tristan Thompson on three of seven shooting. That's not good for a big man. Two of two from the line, though. Colin Sexton, 20 points, two boards, two assists, and a steal. Seven of 19 shooting, 37%. That's not good, Colin. Come on. Five of six from the line with one triple. Darius Garland, 14 points, four boards, three assists, two steals. Brandon Knight, 13, 2, and 5 with a block in that one. We go over to Toronto where Portland wins 101 to 99, another two point game. Uh, 16 and 22, the Blazers are now 24 and 13 for the Raps. Neither team shot really well in this game. Portland was 43%, going 38 of 88. Toronto, uh, 35 of 96 for 36%. The Raptors out rebounded the Blazers 57 to 45 and still lost this game. Like I said, another comeback here. The Blazers were. We're down nine points coming into the fourth. They finally tied it at 99, and Carmelo knocked down the game winner with four seconds left. Lowry had a last-second shot that rimmed out. Couldn't get it, but the only other lead that the Blazers had in this game was at 4-3. to three. So... I mean, just a great, great comeback for the Blazers, and they needed it. There's a lot of teams fighting for that uh, last playoff spot in the West. You have the Spurs sitting at 15 and 20. You have the Grizzlies at 16 and 22. The Blazers at 16 and 22. Kings at 15 and 23. The Wolves and Suns. All of those games are within, all of those teams, excuse me, are within two games. And even the Pelicans are within four down here at 14th place. The only team that's really out of it at this point is the Warriors at 9 and 29. So um, in this one for the Raptors, Fred Van Vliet didn't play. Uh, He had a strained hamstring that happened in the game on Saturday. He didn't practice on Monday, didn't play in this game. And the report came out after this game that he could miss some time. So we'll see. And that's just adding up on this team. I mean, they are still without Powell, Siakam, and Gasol. Nick Nurse did say that we should see uh, Norman Powell soon, so keep your fingers crossed. It's not like the Raptors are going to fall out of contention here. They could miss half their team, and still, if you you come down with a uh, 500 record at the end of the year in the East, you're making the playoffs. So, But this team is good enough that they should be one of the top four teams. Now, they're fighting with you know Boston, Miami, and Philly, for um, one of the home court advantages in the first round here because uh, someone's not going to get it out of those teams. And the Pacers, I got to throw them in there. They're right there with both those teams, with all of those teams as well. But the Bucks are five games up on second place, who's Boston, and the Magic and Nets are both under 500 in the Pacers and Sixers, 23 and 14, 24 and 14. Um, but in this game, Uh, As far as the scoring goes for the Blazers, we had the Carmelo game, 28 points, seven boards and assist and two steals on 10 of 17 shooting three of three from the line, five triples as well. Great game for Carmelo. And I got to eat a little crow. I didn't think Carmelo was going to come in ready. Um, And he has been great for Portland. He's been a fantastic addition. So I will absolutely take the L on that one. He has been great for them. Uh, Baysmore did get ejected in this game after double technicals. Seven points, two boards, two steals with 20, in 26 minutes. Didn't have a great game leading up to it anyway. Whiteside with another big double-double, 14 points, 16 boards, 
four assists and seven blocks. He is blocking shots like nobody's business. Seven of 13, missed his one free throw. Uh, CJ McCollum didn't have a great one. Five of 19 shooting, 26.3%. That ain't good. 10 points, five boards, six assists, and a steal. Damian Lillard, 20 points, four boards, nine assists, and two blocks in this one. Five of 11 shooting and four triples for him. Anthony Simons also had double digits, 12, 4, and 1. On the Raptors side, Serge Ibaka, 17 and 11 with two assists. Kyle Lowry had a double-double as well. 24 points, four boards, 10 assists, and a block. Uh, Patrick McCaw, 6, 4, and 3, and he fumbled away that last shot that Carmelo made. So not a great game for him. Uh, Brissett with a career-high 12, and Boucher had 12 and 9 with three blocks as well for the Raptors. We go over to the next game, which is the Thunder and the Nets playing in Brooklyn. This one was an overtime game, 111 to 103 the thunder went on the road 21 and 16 now what a great season the thunder are having they have just been amazing so far this year way better than anyone gave them credit for and um you know the nets are going uh in a bad direction recently but they were up seven with about three and a half minutes left in this game and the thunder finished regulation on a 12 to 5 run to send it to overtime dinwiddie had a shot at the game winner but he missed it it rimmed out um, overtime was all CP3, overtime in the fourth quarter, I should say. He scored 20 of his 28 in the fourth and in overtime. And then this was just so awkward and weird. Uh, Dennis Scott of NBA TV interviewed Chris Paul after the game, and he said, uh, you went old school, and you turned the dial back. And Chris Paul, as he should have, looked offended. And he should have been offended. I, I thought that was kind of a rude comment, but, um, I mean, look, CP3 may not be playing his best ball that he's ever played, but he's still a fantastic point guard. So I, I thought it was kind of weird for him to say that CP3 uh, turned the dial back because he still at any point can take over a game like he did in this one. Gallinari didn't play in this game for the Thunder, but uh, Billy Donovan said that it's because of the crazy schedule that the Thunder have in January. They don't have more than one day off in a row in all of January, and they play 17 games this month. So uh, kind of a rough schedule for them. But for the Thunder, uh, Chris Paul led in scoring 28-6-3 with two steals, way less assists tonight because he knew he had to score. 9 of 15. Uh, SGA, 8 of 18, so not great shooting, but he did have 22 points, four boards, uh, two assists, and two steals. Uh, Steven Adams, 10 points, 18 boards, three assists, two steals. And uh, Schroeder, 14 points, four boards, five assists, and a steal. Nobody else had double-digit scoring. For Brooklyn, we had uh, Torrey Prince, 21-8, with an assist, a steal, and a block. Jarrett Allen, 12-7, two assists, two blocks. Dinwiddie, 14-5-6 and six on 6 of 21, shooting 28.6% is ugly. 0 for 6 from downtown. He might be getting a little worn out. Uh, Karis LeVert played 22 minutes off the bench in this one. His second game back after that thumb surgery. 20 points, 6 boards, 3 assists, and um, he was 7 of 16, so 43%. DeAndre Jordan, 8 and 10 with a steal. And then um, going over to the next game, Memphis, 119 
over the T-Wolves, 112, bringing the T-Wolves down to 14 and 22, and Memphis up to 16 and 22. And they won this game with a big second half. Uh, it was actually closer than the score. They outscored Minnesota 68 to 56 in the second half, but they didn't get the lead until a minute and six seconds left when uh, Bob Covington got an and one, and that put them up 113 to 112. And then they just scored the last six straight to end it as well. So in this game, my guy Jonas Nader is probably the biggest Jaron Jackson Jr. fan you'll ever meet in your life. And he tweeted this out. So I love this stat. Jaron Jackson Jr. became the first player in NBA history with three plus threes and blocks in three consecutive games. So a big night for him and a big night for the Grizzlies. And I feel like if I had to pick one of those teams to come out of the West right now, I think I would pick the Grizzlies because I think they're going to start peaking here pretty soon. It's tough to pick, though. Uh, how how do you pick against Pop, right? Um, they're 15 and 20. They've made the playoffs for a thousand years in a row or whatever it is. Uh, and the Grizzlies and Blazers are in there, too. I think those are the three teams I would realistically give it to. Uh, the Suns, Kings, and Wolves are, are all... I don't know, especially the Suns are disappointing, but we'll get to them in a second here. Uh, John Morant stole, I, I can't remember if it was the inbound pass or the second pass after that uh, to end this, and he had a little shimmy, and I feel like we're, we're starting to see uh, more of John Morant's swag recently, so he's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, the 11th missed game in a row for Cat Ryan Saunders, somebody asked him if he's going to be back soon, and he just said, that's the hope. So not a great, he did start practicing in a limited capacity. So um, we'll, we'll figure out what's going to be happening with him soon, but hopefully he comes back because they're, they're in the thick of it. You know, look, the wolves have a little bit of a rebound. Maybe they start to kick it up a notch uh, after the break or something. They, they can make a run at that playoff spot. It's not out of reach by any stretch of the imagination. In this game, Ja, 25 points, four boards, seven assists, a steal on 12 of 18 shooting, 66.7%. That's awesome. Uh, Dylan Brooks, 28 points, led the Grizz in scoring three rebounds and a steal on 11 of 20, so he was over 50% as well. Uh, JJJ, 21 points, seven boards, two assists, a steal, Three blocks with four triples on seven of 15 shooting. Jay Crowder had a nice game, 14, eight and three with five steals. Great game there. Only four points for Valanchunas, seven boards, two assists, a steal on a block. So he contributed in other spots, but he was just one of six shooting for the Wolves. Bob Covington, 17, six and two with a steal. Uh, Culver, 24-5-1 with two steals. This also makes sense, too. We brought him up on the fantasy show today and talked about how he can't shoot because he's shooting like 37%, and he's even worse from the free throw line. He was 8 of 11 shooting today from the field and 7, uh, where'd it go? 5 of 7 from the line, 71%, when he's shooting under 40% from the free throw line. So he's making me look bad, but I love it. Keep it up. He's been great. And I believe that's a career high 24 points for him. Uh, Bob Covington, 17, six, six, two and a steal Wiggins, 15, four and two, 11 of those 15 came in the third quarter for him though. Jeff Teague, 18 off the bench with six assists and two steals for the wolves. The, uh, 
Kings beat the Suns 114-103, 15-23 is their record now. The Suns down to 14-23. This was a big 21-point rally for the Kings. They were down 83-62 to with four minutes left in the third quarter. They took the lead at 93-92 with eight minutes left, so that would make it a 31-9 run in that span. It was tied at halftime at 53, and the Suns opened the second half on an 18-2 run. That's how they got that big lead. Um, and the Kings in this game, this is why I, I, I don't know how to feel about the Suns. They might be better off without DeAndre Ayton. I mean, they're three and three with him, so they're at 500 and they're nine games below 500. So I I guess he's fine. But I, whatever, for whatever reason, this team felt better when they had uh, when they didn't have DeAndre Ayton. But uh, I digress. The, the Kings were without Bagley, Holmes, and Bogdanovich on the road and still beat the Suns. So uh, not a great game for Phoenix at all. In this game for the Kings, Bielitsa 19 points, 7 boards, an assist, 3 steals, um, 3 triples as well, 7 of 17 shooting, 27, 4, and 6 for De'Aaron Fox, a steal and a block, 9 of 21 shooting, 1 triple. Uh, Buddy Heald, 16, 3, and 2, a double-double for Dwayne Dedman, 12, 10, and 1, big bench game for the Kings here. Uh, Trevor Reza, 15, 7, and 2 with two steals, three of eight shooting, but all three were triples. Um, Corey Joseph played 29 minutes, 10 board or 10 points aboard, three assists, and a steal on four of seven shooting. On the Sun side, this was a nice Booker game. Uh, Booker had another 30 points, 34, 4, and 7 with uh, 12 of 21 shooting, 2 of 6, but he's the only guy that has been outstanding recently. Uh, good game from and 21, 9, and 2 with a block on 10 of 14 shooting. Uh, Kelly Oubre fouled out. He had 17 points, 6 boards, an assist, and a block in this one, 5 of 11 shooting, and 4 of 5 from the line. In general... I um and throughout this entire season when I'm recording this basketball show I wait until the last game is over and then I record a show but since Dwight Howard just made a 3 in the game against the Knicks and they are up by 26 game I'm just going to go ahead and call it and say that it's over and that the Lakers are going to go ahead and beat the Knicks, they're going to go to 30 and 7. The Knicks are going to be down to 10 and 27. And uh, we're going to wrap it up. If some miracle happens, then uh, with four minutes and 30 seconds left with this one, then you can go ahead and at me on on the Twitter at Bogman Sports and uh, go ahead and tear me apart. But in before this game, AD rejected a four year max extension, but there's no panic anywhere. I mean, come on, Jared Dudley's in, in this game as I'm watching it. But, um, he 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 didn't take the four year max. He's not going to go anywhere though. So there's no panic uh, at all with the Lakers. They just offered him the four year. He said no. He's going to opt out of his player option at the end of the year so he can get that five year, two hundred plus million dollar super max deal. So no big deal there. In this game though, two big things happened. The first one was Bobby Portis clotheslined Contavious Caldwell Pope. Uh, he can say he was going for the ball. He absolutely was not. He was going after KCP's head. He got ejected, flagrant foul. I expect him to be suspended. Uh, also, JaVale McGee jumped off the bench. It looked like he was going to help up uh, KCP, but 
It also looked like he might have been going to the middle of a fight. So just look to see tomorrow if there is any action the NBA takes on that stuff. Because the rule, and in Phoenix, trust me, we, we know it real bad here because the Suns were playing against the Spurs in the playoffs and a couple guys came off the bench, got suspended. It was Diaw and I think Stat. Um got suspended for the game against the Spurs and then you know they lost game seven or lost the eliminating game I can't remember I'm not a Suns fan I'm a Rockets fan but uh, I know it was a huge deal out here so you know the the rule has been burned into my brain with all my Suns fan friends but uh, it's um I mean it, it's pretty much a wrap anyway but the other big thing was AD and I know you've heard this story before but he went out um injured and it was I think Mitchell Robinson went up for a dunk or something and it might have been Morris uh, I can't remember who it was but uh, AD got some air and then whoever pulled down the rebound he went vertical and he landed right on his butt and uh, he was grabbing at his back it might have caused some back spasms or something he was down for a while I mean they went to a commercial break and they came back and even DeMarcus Cousins in his suit was over there trying to help him up off of the court um, and then uh, I mean I said this is Anthony Davis's career in one pick um, they showed him going down the tunnel and there was a guy with a gurney just following him he wasn't sitting on it but there was a dude in the gurney you know pushing the gurney following him uh, to see if uh, he needed to lay down on that medical bed there. So we'll see how bad that injury was. I mean, you know, AD has had a lot of these scares in his career. So I, I would expect as long as nothing is broken and it would be his tailbone, I don't think it would be his back or anything. Uh, I, I think he's going to be fine. I mean, LeBron is sitting on the uh, sideline right now joking with a guy in the first row. So I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to be a big deal at the end of the day. But um, uh, we'll wind up seeing what that one was. But the stats, as they're closing this out, there's two minutes left. AD only played 28 minutes, 5.6 boards, 5 assists, 3 steals, 2 blocks, always filling up the stat line. Only 2 of 8 shooting, though. Mitchell Robinson did a good job on him tonight. Uh, LeBron, 31 points, 5 boards, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block. He's filling it up. Uh, 8-3-10 and from Rondo. 6-12 and rebounds with a steal and 5 blocks from Dwight Howard. Two of two from uh, two of two from the field. One of one from deep. One of two from the line. So his worst shooting is from the line. Uh, Avery Bradley, twelve points, a board and a steal. And on the Knicks side, I mean, it was ugly. Julius Randle with a double double, fifteen and two, nineteen and five for Barrett and Mitch Robinson, six five and three steals. So that is going to wrap it up for uh, the scores today. Tomorrow, Wednesday, is a deep slate. We've got the Spurs at the Celtics. Give me the Celtics in that one. I don't see a line for it. No line in the Heat at the Pacers either, but give me the Heat with how they've been playing. Wizards at the Magic is a tough one. I'm going to go with the home team and take the Magic in this one, but the Wizards have been playing better, and the Magic have lost some weird wins here. Uh, Raptors at the Hornets. I'm actually going to, the Raptors are favored by three and a half, but if Fred Van Vliet's not going to play in this game, they're still missing all those other guys. I'm going to take the Hornets at home in that one. Uh, the Rockets are eight point favorites on the road against the Hawks. Of course, I'm a homer, so give me the Rockets in that one. No line in the rest of these games. Dallas hosting Denver. Give me Dallas. 
Uh, no, give me Denver. Give me Jokic is playing much better. Give me Denver. Uh, Bulls at Pelicans. Give me the Pels. The Knicks are on a back-to-back at the Jazz. Give me the Jazz. And the Bucks are on the road against the Warriors. They should win by 50. So uh, that is going to wrap it up for me today. Follow me on Twitter at Bogman Sports, and I will see you guys in a couple days. Take it easy. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.